Hey, what is up, you guys? I'm Paige. I'm Lily. And I'm Clint. And this is Awfully Good Podcast, where we tell you the dirty secrets of some of society's most notorious heroes. This is our fourth podcast, which means that we have already successfully made three podcasts. And I think that we are all impressed because this has already lasted longer than we thought by three whole episodes. On that note, the least that you guys could do is subscribe to my SoundCloud. My album is dropping May 1st. Um, and don't forget no. my OnlyFans. <laughs> no, just kidding. But please, everybody, listen to our other episodes so that we don't have to make a SoundCloud. Um, anywho, in today's episode, we will be talking about Autism Speaks, the biggest autism advocacy group in America. Clint, can you take it away with the cold, hard facts? Sure, yeah. First fact is uh, my OnlyFans is at Come Guzzler, so don't forget, jot that down. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, Autism Speaks. Uh, Autism Speaks, obviously, is the biggest autism awareness advocacy group in America and maybe the world, probably the world. Uh, they, You know, you see their little uh, emblem, their little um, jigsaw puzzle piece everywhere on the backs of cars and stadiums and they even have uh, the white house lit up blue on uh, april 2nd so they're they're really out there really putting in work but uh let's you know what is autism so autism spectrum disorder was discovered in the 1930s by a dr asperger hence the name you know asperger's uh it was discovered in a nazi-controlled austria and uh dr asperger uh, his lead diagnostician was a jewish man who ended up escaping Nazi control from Austria, and he fled to America with the help of a guy named Dr. Leo Kanner, who worked at Johns Hopkins, who actually had a really pretty cool racket going where he would help uh, Jewish civilians and doctors and stuff flee from Nazi occupation to America, and he would get them jobs. This is a pretty cool dude. But Dr. Leo Kanner kind of took the notes from the lead diagnostician which were Dr. Asperger's notes. And so he kind of became credited for discovering autism in America in the 30s and 40s. But uh, he kind of misinterpreted autism because when Dr. Asperger discovered it, it was autism spectrum disorder. It was a spectrum. But Dr. Kanner called it autism. It was, a, a, he called it an infantile psychosis that was caused by bad parenting and not a, a spectrum of, you know, brain activity. So this is kind of the view of autistic people in America, and they're just considered, you know, normal crazy people who are locked up in padded rooms and beat and malnourished, and it only led to their condition worsening uh, over time. So that's why these advocacy groups are really important, because we have this really bad idea of what autism is, and their whole goal is to change our perception and you know, gather funds for research into effective treatments and uh, have the voices of the autistic people be heard and so they can actually get the help that they need. Autism Speaks is an organization that is supposed to help the autistic community to do all those things. They were founded in 2005 by Bob and Suzanne Wright. Bob is a rich businessman and he had an autistic grandchild that the organization was founded for. Uh, so pretty soon after Autism Speaks was founded, it kind of merged with a couple other advocacy groups. One of them was Cure Autism Now, which is kind of a shitty name. So that kind of 
inform the original thoughts of Autism Speaks. Originally, it was supposed to be an advocacy, raising awareness and stuff. But once Cure Autism Now, they started getting more money in, they switched their focus a little bit more to curing or ending autism. So Autism Speaks is totally different from all the other advocacy groups because they're way bigger, they're way ratcher, and the way that they approach their goals is pretty much completely against what the autistic community wants, just by and large. So Autism Speaks has a pretty wild breakdown of their spending. 48% uh, of their funds go to raising awareness and lobbying, 20% goes to fundraising, 27% is on research, and just 1% is on family services. Uh, there's a research done by a, the uh, Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, ASAN, which we'll be hearing some more of later. Uh, and they found out that a uh, only 1% of Autism Speaks research budget goes toward research on service quality, and less than one quarter of 1% goes to research on the needs of autistic adults. So Autism Speaks has tried to respond to this criticism by changing the way they spend their money, but they kind of didn't. They really just kind of changed the definitions of their words on their reporting. So they still fund the same things, but they just call it research, even if it isn't. You know, it just they just have a little pie chart on their their year-end review stuff. So it's that's pretty shady. But uh, investigating service quality is really important because one of the only therapies covered by some insurances like Medicaid, which a lot of people with autism you know, use, uh, has a lot of problems. Uh, so some of the companies that provide this uh, therapy are kind of just lying about providing the therapy to get that sweet insurance payout. So they don't actually help the people with the therapy because they don't administer the therapy in a way that is uniform with the, the practice of that therapy. So instead of actually researching anything important or helpful, sometimes the uh, autism search or autism speaks uh, will search that whole uh, vaccine thing. So much so that the uh, autism speaks has lost a bunch of people on their scientific advisory board who's designed to tell what autism speaks spend their money on. Uh, so they decided that, you know, we're not going to fund vaccine research because it's done. We're done. We don't need it. It's not real. And any even entertaining the idea that vaccines cause autism is wasting everybody's time and everybody's money. They could be doing more important research, like researching if the therapies are being done correctly. So since Autism Speaks has a hard time keeping people on their scientific advisory board, it wouldn't be surprising to find out that they don't have a lot of people on their actual board of directors. At least not, not many people who are neurodivergent or autistic at all. Uh, everybody who has joined the, uh, the Autism Speaks board who has been autistic has resigned, and a lot of them have said, said that they did it in uh, frustration because their input wasn't being respected or listened to. One of them even wrote a lengthy, lengthy Facebook post, and uh, here's the choice quote. Autism Speaks is the only major medical or mental health nonprofit whose legitimacy is constantly challenged by a large percentage of the people affected by the condition that they target. It just goes to show that Autism Speaks, clearly from the words of an autistic person who served on the board, doesn't actually speak for the autistic community. So back to their idea of curing or ending autism, 
one of their plans was to provide a prenatal test, kind of like for Down syndrome, to give mothers the opportunity to terminate the pregnancy if they don't want to have an autistic child. And a lot of the you know advocates of autistic people have called this a form of eugenics because they don't see autism as you know a bad thing necessarily. It's just a different way of living. And they say, you know, <clears throat> families of autistic people wouldn't change a, a hair on the head of their autistic child. And I think that's true for a lot of parents. So they call it eugenics. And so much so that Autism Speaks actually had to put on their FAQ page that they don't support eugenics. Autism Speaks also doesn't treat autistic people with respect in the way that they present them during fundraising. So this is their way of kind of taking advantage of autistic people for their own means. And uh, the most extreme example, of course, is when Autism Speaks unveiled the I Am Autism video campaign during a UN summit. That was a summit on autism. Uh, the video, which was directed by a father of an autistic son, and who also happened to be the writer of Children of Men and Roma. I've never seen Roma. It's supposed to be really good. But it portrays autism as a terrible disease that ruins the lives of any any autistic person and the autistic person's family. And the video has a really creepy voice say crazy stuff that like autism will ruin your marriage and it'll make you go broke and it embarrasses you and your whole family every time you go out in public. It's really fucking bad. I would recommend watching it, I guess, if you want to be really disappointed and really fucked up about it. So immediately after the premiere of this I Am Autism video, a letter was signed by over 60 advocacy groups condemning Autism Speaks and calling for everybody to stop supporting Autism Speaks. Because for obvious reasons, they you know treat autistic people with extreme contempt and treat them as other and, and flawed. Another one that's uh, <clears throat> really gross is uh, Autism Speaks uh, filmed a, a video. It's, it's kind of like a documentary called Autism Every Day that's supposed to go through the lives of autistic people and their families. And there's a specific scene that a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, a mother is getting interviewed by the camera, and her autistic child is right behind her. And as she's talking to the camera, she's explaining her frustrations with raising an autistic kid and how the school isn't doing what it's supposed to do, and it's so hard. And she said that she seriously considered taking her kid in her car and driving off the George Washington Bridge. She said it would be easier to do that than to raise an autistic child. Now, it should be pointed out, I guess, that the woman in, the, in that video who said that, actually, she walked it back and she went on to form a different uh, autism advocacy organization that actually does seem to be doing some good stuff. It's called the Autism Science Foundation, the ASF, which is as fuck in a online lingo. So that's easy to remember. The one I think I'll probably hit on the most is uh, how they or uh, Autism Speaks organized a walk. And on that walk, they had people who were um, sponsoring the walk. And all these people were listed as like good organizations to go to if you have problems or need help dealing with you know, raising an autistic child. And uh, one of them was pretty sus, and it was called the uh, Judge Rottenberg Center, which has a uh, pretty long and storied history of 
abuse, uh, physically, mentally, uh, electric shocks, electrotherapy, and murder for uh, autistic and other neurodivergent ch uh, children and, and adults. So that we'll get into that more later, I'm sure. But so all this to say that Autism Speaks, of course, you know, they face a lot of backlash for a lot of things. And it, it's very clear that they're not doing what they should be doing when many people in the autistic community have been saying that Autism Speaks doesn't speak for them. All I can focus on is at the beginning, you said Johns Hopkins, and all I can think of is that quote from Step Brothers. <laughs> and he's like, I smoked pot with a guy named Johns Hopkins. <laughs> it's me, Johns Hopkins, Sloan Kettering, blazing that shit up every day. Every day. <laughs> uh, okay, I mean, there's a lot of information there to unpack, but going to the creators of organization autism speaks you said it's the right family um like who are they like are they just randomly rich people right so bob wright he was a lawyer and then he started working for ge and he worked his way up to being the vice president of ge until ge was bought out by nbc and then he worked his way up there and then he became the ceo of nbc broadcasting so this dude is like i mean bob wright pretty white but he clearly you know is successful whatever that means in the corporate world so you know it you kind of wonder is it better that you have like a successful ceo starting a nonprofit, or is it kind of scary like is it because i don't know i don't really trust the corporate world <clears throat> so you kind of want to you kind of wonder what they're getting out of it yeah, I mean, you typically don't think of, like, nonprofits as having, like, a major CEO. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and another thing that kind of adds to that is a lot of the board members all are all also CEOs and head vice presidents and stuff of big corporations. It, it's just, it just seems kind of sketchy. And then you also hear about, you know, the, the budget we were talking about earlier. There's some people on the board and higher up in Autism Speaks who make over $600,000 a year. I don't know how you can run a nonprofit, have it stock full of CEOs and fat paychecks, fat salaries. It's just a little sus. Lily? No, that's what I was going to say, was that I didn't know that he was a former CEO of anything, but that oh. definitely makes the, um, the uh, board of directors make a lot more sense to me because I thought that was interesting too. That yeah, 20, definitely. 23 yeah. out of 28 board members are CEOs for different companies. Right. And there's currently one autistic person on the board. Oh, not not anymore. Wait, not he anymore? Left. Yep. Yeah. Yep, he left. Good. That's good. No autistic people anymore. Yep, I'm pretty sure he left of January of last year, I think. Wonderful. Wow. Just kind of, I don't know. Bob, right, seems to be doing some things that are kind of wrong. Pretty wrong. More yeah. like Bob wrong. <laughs> so stupid. Bob right, not so right. I mean, to compound some of the, the Bob wronginess of it all, this motherfucker, he wrote a book called, like, Doing the Right Stuff, which, like, come on. That's, like, that's like the last CEO guy's level of whiteness. What the fuck, Bob? His name was Bob, too, wasn't it? That doesn't matter. Yeah. 
See, I think we're I think we're finding a link here. All the bad shit comes down to white men. White bobs. Sounds about white. White bobs. Sounds yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of fucky. I don't know. I mean, Bob Wright well, the whole thing of like initially the whole thing of autism speaks was to, you know, raise awareness or whatever, kind of like Susan B. Komen does with the the breast cancer stuff. But it just seems so kind of just kind of gross and like incestuous a little bit that CEOs are like kind of schmoozing with other CEOs and being like, hey, can you slap my fucking jigsaw piece on your box of Oreos? Like, I don't know. Something about that just doesn't seem like real. Like, are you really raising awareness? Like, aren't we all kind of aware? Shouldn't it be raising like acceptance and raising like telling people how like it's a spectrum and there it affects people differently like there are more important things than just saying like autistic people exist like yeah of course they always have like what's like famously like fucking bach or, or wolfgang or one of them like old school composer dudes was like supposedly autistic like some of the greatest artists in the world are supposed to be autistic like we all know that autistic people are here and they're valid and they think things differently and Greta Thunberg even called it her like superpower and there's been a lot of people who say that about autism but like what the fuck does the jigsaw puzzle do it doesn't change anything I would be very interesting to know um what like how much money these corporations that are on the board of autism speaks have written off as charitable contributions for tax deductions I would be very interested to know that because I have the list of all oh, of yeah. the uh, what organizations or like what companies that they represent. I find that very interesting. Oh boy. Well, we found out last episode that these big corporations be making money off of nothing and get to write it off and get money back at the end of the year from the IRS. So that's probably just another scheme. Another wronginess, another Bob wronginess is uh, when he wrote that book that I was talking about earlier that I totally forgot doing the right stuff or whatever. He, uh, did an interview on a uh, certain, it doesn't matter, some morning TV news show. And uh, he kind of went on there to say that, I don't know, maybe vaccines do cause autism. This dude is supposed to be the founder of an autism awareness, you know, advocacy organization. And dude is literally trying to pull out some 2006 fucking vaccines cause autism shit. Like, man, you can't do that. You have to be... If you're going to be an advocate, you have to be clear and right and scientifically consistent. That just does so much disservice to your organization. Because then Autism Speaks had to come out multiple times and put out letters and or ad campaigns and stuff saying that vaccines don't cause autism. Doesn't his daughter still say it does? Yeah. Right, yeah. His daughter, the, she even came out and was an anti-vaxxer stuff, you know, saying all that shit. And Autism Speaks had to come out and be like, hey, whoa, whoa, she doesn't represent Autism Speaks. She's just like the reason that it exists in a weird way, kind of. But she's not like part of it. Like, man, you're not doing any service to the autistic community saying stupid shit like that. Not to stop this fun party of just talking shit on his family, but going going to the organization, um, what does Autism Speaks do? Like, what is their goal? Well, they have they have some stated goals. 
which are kind of funny. It's not, it's, they're not funny, but you'll get it. But their stated goals are to increase global understanding and acceptance of people with autism, being a catalyst for life-enhancing research breakthroughs, increasing early childhood screening and timely interventions, improving the transition to adulthood, and ensuring access to reliable information and services throughout the lifespan. Just the lifespan. I don't really know. I guess it means of the person with autism. Uh, uh, whatever. But there, it's it's funny because all that stuff sounds great. Like, of course, that would be good goals. But clearly, they're kind of not doing anything. I mean, they say that they're doing research. But if you look through their their page, it says, like, you know, the, the results of their research. It's kind of like nothing. It's just kind of, yeah, we, we made some breakthroughs. It's like, okay, well, what are they? what happened and you know uh, ensuring access to reliable information like okay we all have the internet like why don't you do some good stuff like help people with their bills or something because there are other organizations who who help with three times as much of their percentage of their revenue goes to helping the families than autism speaks does they don't really do a lot they fucking have ipad raffles like sorry about the autism here's an ipad like what the fuck like why don't you do something yeah going back to like specifically on that can you repeat how their budget is um divided out again according to the autism speaks nonprofit tax exemption form which you know of course is a breakdown of their uh, stated irs you know taxes uh, 48% of their budget goes to awareness and lobbying. So this kind of goes back to what Lily was talking about. Like, awareness is, I'm assuming that means putting the sticker on, like, the little little fucking jigsaw piece on stuff. So that just goes right back into the pockets of organizations and stuff who serve on the board. So that's cool. 27% goes to research. So, which is like, that's a good amount, but I mean, then again, who knows what the research is because we just found out that they've been wanting to fucking research vaccines. So, 20% goes to fundraising, which, okay, cool, I don't really know what that's, okay, 4% is miscellaneous, and just 1% is family services. Yeah, that should be like the majority of their budget should be family services for a nonprofit like this. Right, yeah, I mean, because there are charities like this one they don't need to be if they're going to be the biggest one like why don't they do the most amount of help and help the actual individual people like i will never understand this isn't the only organization like this i will never understand this whole like awareness thing because i really don't understand the giant goal of raising awareness because this isn't like an issue that awareness solves like it should be like climate change or something is an issue that you would raise awareness for. But this is like an issue that just needs really financial support. You know, like everybody knows, I mean, maybe we need some like better education about autism. Like that could be a thing. I feel like everybody's well aware that autism exists, but maybe you just can't pay for all of the things that your child needs. Yeah, definitely. Uh just on that one therapy that I was talking about earlier that is actually covered by some insurances, it can cost up to, well, it could cost $17,000 annually per child. But the CDC says that 
it could be closer to $45,000 to $100,000 annually. And in many states, you know, mandated private insurance only covers up to 36000 but, you know, it could go $15,000 more than that. And so you're still out $15,000. And some go up as much as 50000 but it still could be another $50,000 more than that. But don't I mean, worry, because everybody is just aware that autism exists. Yeah. So I understand that your family is bankrupt, but at least we know we are aware. I think the craziest thing about the fact that there like, isn't any money put towards family services and like financial assistance for everybody is the fact that Autism Speaks has a crazy deficit in between the money that they bring in mostly through donations and how much they're actually spending. Because it just keeps getting lower. I found a number that said, because usually their total like earnings that they bring in through donations or public assistance or whatever it is, um, totals around $50 million. In 2014, they spent, or sorry, 2016, they spent $34 million. And then in 2017, they spent $32 million on their various programs. And in 2018, they made closer to $60 million, and they only spent $30 million. So they're at a $30 million deficit, and that's, like, routine. $30 million. What the fuck? And it goes down. And it what? keeps going down for Jesus the programs, like, specifically Christ. the science programs and research programs that they have. The amount of money that they're spending on them continually goes down. And that's from 2018. It's lower this year. What the fuck? So they definitely have the money. It's not an issue of money. They have it. Dude, that is turbo whack. That's super turbo whack. <laughs> Bob, wrong. <laughs> Dude, what the <laughs> fuck? Dude, okay. Hit me with some. Hit me with some positivity. Are there any good autism awareness? autism awareness in air quotes because what the fuck is awareness <laughs> are there any um autism good autism advocacy groups advocacy is better uh yeah there's um the as fuck the asf the autism science foundation uh <laughs> which is founded by that lady who said she wanted to murder her child but let's forgive her for that she she was going through a stressful time but i think one of the uh one of the bigger ones, or at least one of the um, well more well-respected ones, is the uh, Autistic Self-Advocacy Network, the ASAN. They generally seem to be pretty great, and they do put a lot of work in uh, into keeping Autism Speaks in check. They they have been a you know, really reoccurring and, and loud voice to kind of show everybody that Autism Speaks is kind of fucked, and it's they do really good work. And besides them, there's the uh, Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network, which is pretty neat. You know, of course, it uh, addresses the the needs and challenges faced by autistic women and non- non-binary folk. Uh, then there's the Self-Advocates Becoming Empowered, SABE. They uh, work with people with disabilities to make sure that they're treated equal as equals and uh, given the same dis- decisions, choices, rights, responsibilities. Etc. And, and a voice as everyone else. So I mean that's that's really good. And autism speaks should be doing something like that. But that stuff is all very important, especially since we know autism is a spectrum, and you know not everybody has you know communication abilities the same as everybody else. Of course, I mean that's I mean it's ableist to say you know shit whatever. 
So that's good. You know, all that stuff is really good. And these these company or organizations seem to be doing a lot of really good work in uh, helping people with autism and really being the voice, speaking for them, you might say. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of these other organizations are all pretty much strictly uh, donations. Uh, whereas, you know, Autism Speaks kind of lobbies and they do a lot of like fundraiser things. It's just kind of seemed a little sketchy. Especially since uh, sometimes neo-Nazis show up. Wait, neo-Nazis? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Some uh, Canadian fascists called the uh, Soldiers of Odin tried to show up and do a Nazism Speaks walk thing. And they uh, were featured on the Autism Speaks website as a as a they were they were like a promoted sponsor of the walk so they were out there being blasted to everybody and they would just get hit with some uh neo-nazi neo-pagan bullshit and uh when the autism speaks was called out on it they just kind of were like oh well we'll look into it but uh, nothing really happened they didn't get really taken down i think they still yeah no they still participated in the walk so yeah. Dude, if Nazis are on your side, you should probably <laughs> you should probably go someplace else. Yeah, you would think with somebody that That's my rule of thumb. Some organization that makes fifty million fifty million dollars a year could uh afford to research the people that they're featuring a little bit. Like at least at all. Just like Googling it. Just have an intern Google it. I think uh Autism Speaks now is making uh like ninety six million. I think they're up to almost one billion dollars a year. Oh my god! Are I just looked real? at their. Um, I looked at their. Uh, they do a breakdown of their. I don't know. Uh, their funds every year, and yeah, they said that their uh, their twenty twenty was ninety six billion dollars. I think or ninety six million dollars. It's a PDF, so if you have to click on it, it's a. They should be able to kind of like thing. fund every treatment for any autistic person in America at that rate. I know, man. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of people with autism in the country. There's uh, over five million autistic people, and uh, I mean, it just sucks they don't have a voice. Really, I mean, fuck, they can't even have a movie made about them because Saya, whatever, whoever, Sia. Wherever they are, they Tia. did some shit, and everybody got mad at them. Yeah. So, yeah. What happened? She, she yeah, right? Sia, um, like, backed a movie that she was making with Maddie Ziegler, who's the, the girl that's in all of her music videos that plays, like, younger Sia, um, that it was focused around the life oh. of an autistic child, and it was backed by Autism Speaks, and only them. They were the only ones that backed it, out of every single other autism awareness, or, like, advocacy group they were the only ones uh shockingly enough it was horrifically offensive like horrifically offensive that's why she deleted her twitter <laughs> because she was getting absolutely destroyed um and it like any anything you could possibly think of in your mind deleted she yes she's gone uh it, either she's gone or she like left for a little bit and came back can't remember which one i weirdly enough don't check sia on twitter very often um, but every possible offensive gesture or speech that you could use to describe someone that's neurodivergent, uh, was in not only just the movie, but the trailer alone, like as bad as you can think of in your head is as bad as it was. 
they fucking front loaded the trailer with, the, with yes. the bad shit too. Yes. Like, what was the purpose? I don't know. What? Why did Sia decide just all of a sudden? Don't tell to me do awareness. This? Awareness. Yeah, it was for awareness. Yeah. What part yeah, of Sia? What? Like, where did this hit home for? Like, believe me, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> I'm aware. She it said was that she did like. Terrible. She said she did like three to four years of research or something. And a bunch of people were fucking roasting her ass on Twitter and saying, like, why didn't you actually hire a, an autistic actor? And then she was like, well, I wanted to, but they weren't working out because they're, like, not good at acting or, like, they're harder to handle. So we just hired this, like, neurotypical person. And they're like, you know, they uh, there are autistic actors. It's fine. You could do it. You could have made it work, you know. And everybody just, like, you know, she's saying that, autistic people are hard to work with and they're like can't handle working and it's all very fucked up yeah i just checked she does she she did delete her twitter nice <laughs> she got canceled we got him run him up that's amazing Gentlemen, we got we him, got him. <laughs> i think one of the worst things about that movie i mean i'm not i haven't seen it and i'm not going to because i don't fucking care to watch it. It actually came out. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, yeah, it did. It came out like January or February. I would have assumed with all the backlash that they would have like pulled it. <laughs> and I'm you sure know? a studio backed it to how to make some money, you know. Autism Speaks was like, yes. <laughs> We're about that money. How to get that bread. But I, I think I think there was something in the movie where one of the co stars, whatever, would like tackle the autistic kid as like a way to like handle handle them or whatever and the guy who would tackle the kid and like hold her to the ground was saying like this is how you do it but a bunch of people came out and were like that's not how you do that you don't know you don't physically restrain somebody and wrestle them them to the ground what the fuck i don't know the treatment but doesn't seem fucking right to me yeah, that doesn't seem right at all. I would probably sue at that point. Um, on a serious note, unfortunately, um, people with disability, they are more um, inclined to suffer from like sexual abuse. And... Oh, yeah. And to call back our first episode, more inclined to be murdered by the cops, too. You know, and that's just another thing that, you know, neurodivergent people autism speaks doesn't address they don't talk about how you have a higher risk of getting murdered by the cops if you're neurodivergent because cops don't know how to handle it but we're kind of getting off off topic here maybe that should be the awareness that they push that should be part of it that's actually good they should just use all their billions of dollars or millions of dollars to change the way fucking cops deal with people, you know, that would help. That would do way more than giving them giving autistic people fucking iPads. I'm sorry, I I'm muted my mic for a second because I want to actually watch this trailer. I just, I have to know. I have to know right now. <laughs> Alright, I'm 30 seconds in and I'm offended. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's really bad. Is that just because you're a snowflake? I'm not going to watch it. But I imagine that it's similar to Simple Jack from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> it is. Oh, no. <laughs> it 
It is. <laughs> is it? Like, I was, yes. No. I was not joking. Anything that you can possibly think of as a, as a, uh, oh. really offensive way to care, like, caricaturize autistic people is exactly how they portrayed that. How is that helping with awareness? So if you thought that people were like, <laughs> right. So if you thought that people were like overreacting when they were like, you should have hired a neurodivergent person or an autistic person to play an autistic person. That's probably fucking why is because when you have a neurotypical, they don't understand what it's like to be neurodivergent or be autistic. And so they just fucking play it up because they're actors. Oh, fuck. That's so bad. No. A an actual autistic person who like auditioned for this role talked to Sia on Twitter and Sia said, Well, maybe you're just a bad actor. And then blocked her. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> like, homie, yep. What? All of them? They were just all bad actors? Is that what we're <laughs> going with? That that's what they say about like any minorities that like anybody who doesn't want to hire a minority, they're like right. <laughs> dead ass. Yes. Yeah, dead yep. They were all equally bad. Yep. All of them. I just hired the best actor for the role. Scarlett Johansson and Ghost in the Shell. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Robert Downey Jr. as a black guy in Tropic Thunder. Except that's actually a slapper, though. That shit bangs. Loki, it does bang. You're right. It's fucking good, it's though. Funny. It's funny. So it's so And I hate myself for actually enjoying that. At least it's purposely offensive. You know, there's a there's a message, kind of. It is Tom Cruise's best role. Without a doubt. Because he's either fucking that guy, or he's a CIA agent, Cody Banks. And that's, uh, that's boring. <laughs> agent Cody Banks. <laughs> is that it? That's it, right? No. no. Oh, what is his name for Mission Impossible? Fucking like Ethan God damn it. Ethan, Ethan Hawk or some shit. Hunt. No, Ethan Hunt, yes. I was gonna say Ethan Hawk is a person. Like that exists, but no. Ethan oh. Hunt, you're right. Oh, well, do you want some bad news? We can talk some more about the uh JRC. Dude, have we not gotten enough bad news? It's never enough. Well I just did a lot of research and I feel like I would be doing everybody a disservice if I didn't tell them about. No, you're right. No, we we prefer the bad news. Let's go back. I mean, when I'm when I'm running the show, boy, it's gonna be the worst shit you could think of. Was that our little positive intermission? Oh yeah, a little bit, a little bit of goofs, a little bit of gaffs, little laughs, (laughs) and now it's time to just fuck you up. We do a brief intermission to allow for our head assery every day. Every dead show, ass, head ass, head ass. Do like a little sound effect. <laughs> now ends the fun section. Let's get to the fucking terrible stuff. So, anyways, uh, this is all. I'll give you some fun. I mean, I don't know how fun it is, but I think it's kind of interesting. Fun, yeah. We'll call it a fun fact. Uh, Autism Speaks has another. Uh, entry on their FAQ that says that they uh, they don't support aversion therapy. 
that, that's, that's good. They don't like eugenics, and they don't like aversion therapy. Although they kind of, you know, hold up the idea of eugenics. So what does that mean about aversion therapy? Hmm. So aversion therapy, real quick, is basically negative reinforcement. So, so if you do something that, that is considered wrong or is not like what you're supposed to do, you get punished. That's what aversion therapy is. Autism Speaks doesn't recommend aversion therapy, but they uh, have propped up an organization that does do a lot of aversion therapy. It's like those um, dog rescue facilities that are like, we're a no-kill shelter. We just send the dogs to a kill shelter when we don't want one of those. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So... uh Autism Speaks, like I said earlier, they did a walk or some, uh, I, th- I think actually, I think it was a, um, it was an outreach program where they had people from the communities come out and kind of get information. It was kind of like a job fair, but instead it was information about autism, which should be good, right? But one of the supporters and one of the um, kind of recommended resources was this Judge Rottenberg Center. And uh, Judge Rottenberg Center, it was formerly known as the Behavioral Research Institute, but uh, it was founded in the 70s by a guy named Matthew Israel, 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 Matthew Israel, yeah, he was a Harvard grad, a psychologist, right? So he set up a school or institute, I don't know, it, it was kind of, kind of a school, kind of a... Um, home basically it's set up to kind of help people who were neurodivergent so they set up a school in california uh, but they didn't have licenses to operate a group home or to practice psychology or to use aversives on students but that didn't stop them they did all that shit anyways so that's good so eventually they kind of got kicked out of California when they kind of killed a kid. So they found out that there was an investigation done, and they found out that the students were all going through severe mistreatment, including malnourishment, extreme bruises, psychological abuse, and, of course, other forms of torture and stuff. So this is the aversive uh, therapy in action. When you don't do what you're... you're told to do they take your food away from you and you can't get out of your bed you're stuck you're locked in your room so israel kept moving around the bri the or yeah the behavioral research institute across the country until because he kept getting shut down everywhere he set up because people would find out what he was doing and be like yo you can't do that you can't fucking torture kids i mean especially neurodivergent kids who have nobody to speak for them so eventually he landed in Massachusetts, where the school still is and still operates, uh, and where they were whenever they were kind of propped up by uh, Autism Speaks. But uh, Israel's schools throughout their various uh, iterations have killed at least six students from preventable causes. Uh, they also made ground-breaking efforts in the uh, aversion techniques by making a new electroshock therapy machine called the Graduated Electronic Decelerator. 
it's reportedly more painful than a police taser, and it was used to punish students for behavior that was bad, like being untidy or using the bathroom without permission. Seems good and fair and great. That's so disgusting. Oh, I got, I got like, I got a couple more, a couple more things. So, of course, they were withheld, help, kids were withheld food, and they were physically restrained, corporal punished. Oh, another thing that was really fucked up is they did sensory deprivation policies and humiliation. So, if the neurodivergent kids were acting up, they would just lock them in a dark room. Uh, their GED, which was the name of their electronic torture device, I mean, uh, electroshock therapy device has been outlawed by the FDA. The FDA actually had to step in and tell them, sorry, you can't do that. Because the UN and their invest- the torture investigative uh, organization came in and was just like, yo, this is torture. Don't. So, yeah. It's pretty gross. They're still doing shit. Uh, a lot of people are really mad at Autism Speaks, of course, for this. And that's why Autism Speaks had that, you know, FAQ line talking about how they don't support this, even though, you know, kind of did. And uh, so Autism Speaks, they also released a letter condemning the JRC, the Justice Judge Ronham Center. Uh, and they did that in response to a former student at the JRC suing the JRC. Because the JRC uh, shocked him 31 times in seven hours because he wouldn't take off his jacket. So I know this isn't necessarily Autism Speaks doing all this stuff. But if you're the advocacy group for autistic people and you have Judge Rottenberg Center as a uh, listed resource, what are you doing? You're not doing your research. You're not speaking for these kids, these people, these adults. You're not speaking for anybody. You're letting a huge, well-funded organization spend some money to get their name on your booklet. But the thing, it's it's not even like you, it's not even one of those things that's like silence is compliance. They're not being silent. They like literally have them listed as a resource. That's the basically like the same thing as... Um, you know, advocating for them. I mean, like, if you list them on your page, then you're marketing for them, and then, like, therefore you support them, right? I mean, it follows. It tracks. I mean, that's how we treat everybody else. Like, literally everybody else. If it's, like, anybody, like, any sort of influencer, celebrity, or something that's, like, advertising for a company, then, like, they're pretty much held liable for that product that you're recommending. Yeah. And I feel like even though it doesn't yeah. have anything, like, directly to do with Autism Speaks, like, there's no, you know, they aren't Autism right, Speaks. There's no direct involvement, like, right. Autism Speaks has spent so much money being fear mongers about neurodivergence in general. That's literally just a difference in the way you process. It's just a difference in right. thinking pattern. They've spent so much money turning autism from just a different pattern of thinking into this terrible, awful disease that you have to get rid of or it'll ruin your life and you won't be able to do anything and you're basically completely reliant 
is how they treat these people. It gives credence to parents that think the same thing. And that's how they fill schools like this. That's how these organizations stay open. If the largest, the single largest autism advocacy group that advocacy, right. Right. Says that this is a problem that you have to fix and that it is worse than AIDS or leukemia that they've directly said that's, this just makes me so sad. That just makes me so sad. Like, how terrifying would that be to be a kid? Just to kind of go down that, like, your path of, like, autism is not bad. Like, it's not a death sentence. It's not saying that, like, there's nothing that's really negative about it. It's just different. It doesn't mean it's bad. And there's so many people that are around us that are probably giant figures, um, like, that we've seen, like, household names throughout our lives that are on the spectrum. Because, again, it's a spectrum, and we have to, like, erase that thinking that autism is just a disability. It's just, like, a different way that your brain processes things. So just to, like, list a couple of, like, really, um, like, famous people throughout history. Again, this is, like, it's not, this is not a published list just because autism was not, like, a main diagnosis until, like, was it, like, the 20th century or something? So, but this is just what like um scientists have used different characteristics about these people to assume that they are on the scale and it's like huge names like albert einstein for example bill gates steve jobs is on here thomas jefferson is on this list um michelangelo mozart sir isaac newton like a ton of huge scientists like nicola nikola tesla uh, I mean, this list is huge and it just like will go on and on. Like these are huge names that you see just because, you know, somebody's brain functions different does not mean it's bad. I mean, you can obviously see these people have accomplished amazing things. And maybe maybe before we even had the knowledge of like autism, maybe it was almost better. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely just definitely a different way to, of perceiving things. I mean, I think we whether we are aware of it or not we know there are people that are out there that we are aware of either we consume their con their content creators on youtube musicians actors directors writers there are so many people in the world who are on the spectrum and are living great lives and doing a lot of stuff and providing a lot of you know artistic and scientific value to the world and to say that like autism you know autism affects one in 54 children and like it needs to be cured or it needs to be helped or needs to be stopped that like that's autism speaks is what they say to say all that is like no it doesn't need to be stopped or cured or it's not a pandemic it's just we're better at identifying it we need to get better at treating it and we need to get better at accepting it because these people enrich all of our lives so of course all this to be said you know autism and the autistic people have enriched all of our lives in a lot of ways and, and autism it can't be cured it's 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 really interesting that it's it's you know it's kind of presented as like a disease or something but it's it's not it's it's a stable mental condition like if you're autistic you just are autistic and your brain just works like that forever it doesn't get worse it doesn't you know deteriorate your brain like like alzheimer's or something it's 
you just live with it and you know it's easier for some and harder for some and it's it doesn't really that's just a thing i think it's really interesting that autism doesn't like have to be this big scary thing and it doesn't need to be cured it really well i guess kind of what we said earlier just needs to be accepted and learn to you know get uh, develop therapies that work for these people and you know there's different levels so we have different therapies for everybody and it'd be really good and of course you know that kind of brings up the whole question of you know can you force therapy on somebody and i don't know that's that's all very complicated i don't really know the answer to any of that i think like every issue that doesn't fit society's like norms of what a person should be and how they should act not everything needs to be cured like we're starting to realize that now Right. Um, but like everything such as like sexuality, like who you identify as, like what, how your brain works, you know, ADD, like bipolar disorder, different things like that. We're starting to realize that, you know, there have been like amazing people around us who have had those quote unquote, like disorders or things that you would, disabilities, things that you would, um, fix, but they really shouldn't be fixed. They should just be accepted. And we should try to find a way to just help them, you know, like find programs to just make them function in the best way that they can. Yeah, it's really sad that we see every different form of thinking or processing as a problem. That's really sad. Yeah, I mean, that's why you have, like, like I said earlier, you know, Greta Thunberg saying it was like her superpower it helped keep her focused and keep her motivated to get through and do her activism and like that's great and obviously obviously we need more Greta Thunbergs in the world because I mean focus on fixing the shit that we got going on right now would be great if we had some sort of unified collective effort just anything just give me fucking anything just I just want a solar panel I don't care whatever I need something shit's not good but yeah, so you know, autism it it works for a lot of people, and it's it's not a bad thing. And in fact, yeah, it's should be could be good, and yeah, we should accept and maybe even learn from autistic people a little bit and try to try to see what what they see. Maybe we're the fucked up ones, really. Well, wasn't there that fucking movie? like predator or predators like the remake that just came out where like the next evolutionary step was like an autistic kid i think that was like predator did you hallucinate this did I... no dude i'm pretty sure i didn't yeah i didn't even watch the movie i just heard about it but it was either predator or predators where the the predator dude came down and was like didn't kill this child because the child was autistic and he had like basically superpowers. Basically, I'm advocating for that. We could beat the aliens if we were all autistic. Dude, I'm so. Is this Sia's movie? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's give it a shot. Vaccines all around. <laughs> Sia wrote the screenplay for Predators. <laughs> for Predators? I have to know. <laughs> I can't believe Sia invented aliens and predators. 
Why are we canceling her? That seemed like a major discovery. I mean, if that was her advocacy for autistic people, that'd be dope. Saying the next step in evolution? Hell yeah, bro. I know. Maybe we should have heard her out. I think think Shane Black wrote that joint. He did write it. Yeah. Fucking called it, boy. I know my movies. I know my shitty, dumb, terrible movies. Like Predator. The movie slaps, though. Don't fucking dare smear the great name of Predator. Funnily enough, Arnold Schwarzenegger, now the most reasonable Republican that's ever been. True. Oh, wait. We didn't play my favorite game. How can we blame Reagan? Woo! I'll have some horns going. Nice. Well, this one, pretty easy. Reagan sucks. <laughs> That's it. No, I'm just kidding. I got more. So, it's well known that Reagan defunded the mental health hospitals in California and kind of set the trend that kind of swept the nation. So, anybody who was living in a mental health facility didn't get funding anymore and basically got kicked out and left on the streets so one wonders what it would be like if you just got the help you needed you got to just live and you weren't crushed by the weight of medical costs and the cost of therapy and the cost of your communication devices if you need any or any sort of accessories to improve your life one wonders what it'd be like without reagan we can only dream we can only dream Fuck Reagan. Piece of shit. So that's how he had a hand in kind of perpetuating the mistreatment of autistic people and why we need charities to deal with mental health in the first place. Well, I guess it's not really mental health, but neurodivergency in the first place. Would have been fucking cool if all this shit were just paid for by the government. Like if we gave a shit about our neurodivergent people in this fucking country. Just to go a little bit further than that, I saw a Reuters article. It says a study in the medical journal of pediatrics has pegged the total lifetime cost of supporting an individual with ASD at an astonishing $1.4 million in the United States. Wow. It says if there is also intellectual disability, the total rises even more to $2.4 million. I was going to say, I'm sure those costs don't so, even factor in the fact that, like, there's a lot of overlap uh, between people that are diagnosed with ASD and people that have epilepsy and digestive tract issues and a whole slew yeah, of yeah. comorbid disorders that go along with it. That almost $1 billion organization could probably help a whole lot. Yeah, a billion dollars could cover a lot of iPads, though. <laughs> A billion dollars that's growing every year. Yep, and the amount they spend on uh, outreach for people just keeps going down. Sick. Nice. Wait, so we said less than 1% was is spent on what exactly? Uh, on uh, on financial assistance. Right? Financial assistance. And, okay, uh, last year, what? Well, they, they call it family services yeah so they spend like nine million dollars out of their almost billion dollar budget nine million yeah 
a lot of that's a lot of money, but I mean it's a lot, of, but in the scheme of how much money they're making out of five million people. I mean, considering it costs the average like one family like over a million dollars. Yeah, you're right. They could do it. They could really help. You're right. Man, they don't even have shit on their website talking about what they do for people. I guess really what they're supposed what they say they do is kinda like promote uh early childhood uh detection and stuff and diagnosis. But there's been kind of questions raised about that too, is if you like misdiagnose children, like what does that do to them? Like what do they have to go through if they're, you know, neurotypical but their diagnosis is neurodivergent, like Or if it's just the wrong kind of neurodivergence. Then you gotta go to all because there's a lot of overlap between right, yeah, things like ADD, ADHD, OCD, and autism spectrum disorders. Bipolar disorder, which I think it's crazy to diagnose a kid with bipolar disorder anyway, to be honest. That's really something that you should probably wait, to be honest. Right, yeah. Or, yeah, all, kids can't control their emotions. Like, like, listen, I've been on that medication. No kid should be getting that. Yeah, and, Oof. like, how do you even, like, you think about that? question a child enough to get like enough answers to really assume uh yeah i can't speak to all of it but the for bipolar disorder which is technically neurodivergence i think and also considered like a mental health issue that questionnaire is 600 questions and it's designed to trick you oh yeah kind of unrelated but the dr asperger stuff genuinely super interesting he was doing shit in the 30s under the Nazis and had Jewish staff. And he was working with people with, you know, neurodivergent people, which uh, the Nazis called, like, useless mouths. So fucking everywhere he went, his patients were trying to get, were, you know, they wanted, actually, it was state doctrine to murder them because they were useless. And their Jew, his Jewish staff were Jewish, so they were getting rounded up and sent to ghettos until eventually of course being sent to death camps and uh yeah it was crazy dude was actually going out of his way to like protect his patients and he was like trying to say that uh he, he could use uh well the nazis could use uh autistic people as like code talkers which like i don't know if he really like was gonna actually do it or if it was actually even possible but he was just trying to say anything he could to protect his patients because, you know, he was taking care of them, too. Dr. Asperger was a fucking real G. He did end up kind of working for the Nazis, but he wasn't a Nazi. He just didn't have a fucking choice. I mean, what do you do? You leave all your students and, and patients there to get murdered and then all your staff to get murdered, too? Or do you kind of stay and try to help out as much as you can? And then the dude who, uh, Dr. Leo fucking Kenner I mean he was kind of cool too trying to save Jewish clinicians and shit like that's really cool these are really important people I mean clearly they're doing really important work they discovered fucking autism in the 30s like that's huge and he saved a lot of them and brought them over here and just too bad that Dr. Kenner kind of fucking stole dude's work and well allegedly you know stole dude's work and kind of misinterpreted it which Kind of caused autistic people a really fucking hard time for the past forever. 
So Asperger's is a condition that is on the autism spectrum. Mm -hmm. Is that condition, is that named uh, after the doctor? You know it. Actually, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure, yeah. It, it, it has to be. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is. It has yeah. to be. That's not like a it is. Yeah. word. Yeah. No. <laughs> but it's kind of cool that he, like, found autism and he is on the scale himself. I actually hear from uh, um, autismspeaks.org. <laughs> uh, 1944, Hans Osberger, in Aus- the Austrian. That's, that's the dude, Dr. Os- Asperger, we were just talking about. He discovered Asperger's, which turned out to be autism. You know, and then and then in the nineteen eighties, they coined uh, Asperger syndrome after Dr. Asperger. So yeah, and it then it made its way into the DSM four in nineteen ninety four. Neat, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a really interesting story. I didn't know that that was like the that he did all that. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, it's pretty badass. I mean, fucking, I just fucking hate Nazis. But it's just really neat that a dude was over here, you know, I mean, didn't really have a choice but to kind of work with him. And he saved a lot of people. And that that's pretty badass. I mean, a lot of fucking respect for Dr. Asperger and Dr. Kenner, even though he kind of fucked it. Oh, yeah. That uh, I Am Autism campaign video or whatever. Pretty fucked i don't know if you guys terrifying i have terrifying it's fucked up i know where you sleep yeah what the fuck was the weird suspenseful music natal aids and the like really deep like horror movie intro voice that was terrifying dude it's it's straight up a fucking (laughs) horror movie and it's like black and white and all weird these like weird out of body shots that are like way back and like zoom in and they're all like shaky. Yeah. It's so fucked. Ah. Who the fuck says I work faster than pediatric AIDS, cancer, yeah, and diabetes the... combined? What? what? The Why? The, I always have the same question ah, whenever think, something like so, this happens, which is always how many people did that have to go through before it got aired? Like, I just need to know a number. <laughs> I need to know. It's really know. important to who I am as a person that I know. Who the fuck? It's also just, like, such a weird way for them to have written it. Like, if you're happily married, I will make sure that your marriage fails. Your money will fall into my hands, and I will bankrupt you for your own self-gain. Like, they make autism, like, literally sound like a condition. Like, they, but they make it sound like something that has taken over your body that you can just get rid of, though. It reminds me of the, like, 90s anti-drug PSAs. Oh, for sure. Like the this is your brain on heroin yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. It, it reminds me of those. It's like it's like when you're walking down the street and someone goes, Hey kid, you want some autism? Five bucks. <laughs> I got a you vaccine it, for you. It'll take your <laughs> It'll make your marriage fall apart. But the funny thing about the marriage fall apart thing is that's not even true. The rates of divorce for people with autism and people with autistic children are on par with the those of people with neurotypical children so that's pretty funny i mean it's not funny it's fucking terrible but it's the just, worst why like why the fear-mongering what the fuck is the point how does this help anybody it's just honestly like such a weird train of thought for them to have go down like 
it's just such a weird way to write that. Yeah, like saying that an autistic child is going to be the reason for the divorce of his, of that child's parents. Like, how fucked up is that, dude? Also, oh my God. also, like, no matter what the organization is, they're making this ad about an uncurable condition, which means that no matter what, this is like you're still going to get the impact of this. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, right? It's not like saying. Cancer will ruin your lives. It will devastate your family. But so come here. Smoke. But come here and we will cure your cancer. Like, it's like yeah. an oncology place. No, it's not like there's no cure. So, like, this yeah. is just, it's, it's not still, a, it's still at the end of the day, fucked up. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not a PSA saying, like, you don't want an, unwar- an unwanted pregnancy. Wear a condom. Safe sex. It says... You're autistic, you're flawed, you're terrible, you're going to ruin your life and everybody around you. Like, fuck you, you piece of shit. You're going to make everybody broke. Everyone hates you. How does that fucking help anything? But, but, oh God, we will make people aware of how fucking shitty you are. So, at least they'll know it. Yeah, I didn't even think about how damaging that would be to have autism spectrum disorder. And that commercial come on when you're, like, watching TV one day. That would be terrible. Jesus Christ. Yep. It's How like, the fuck is this speaking for people? Like, dude, anybody that's on the spectrum is like watching that, just like, what do you want me to do about it? Like, what? Yeah, it's too late. I don't. It's, it's just so <laughs> sad. And I feel like people that make stuff like this or believe that autism is this terrible, scary thing that is going to ruin your life and everyone around you has never met an autistic person. I, yeah. Like, surely. Which should be borderline impossible. But. Right, yeah. <laughs> I Yeah, it shit don't make any sense. And the dude who fucking directed that, uh, I am, or the ad I Am Autism video, fucking has an autistic son. And this motherfucker wrote goddamn Children of Men. That movie slaps. The movie's so good. But. Fucking there's, douche. There's honestly probably some CEO that is probably on the spectrum, but they just don't know it. I mean, people find out that they have autism in their adulthood. Like, ASD doesn't always, like, it, it, of course, we, I mean, we've said it a million and a half times. It's a spectrum. You never know, you know, how it affects you. But people get diagnosed with ASD when they're fucking 25 years old. They're just like, oh, I, I thought everybody was like this. I thought everybody, uh, you know, didn't like bright lights or, you know, got flustered when there was too much noise. Like, like, yeah, like, sure. I mean, that's, it is very common. It's pretty typical of ASD also. Like, could be, could be like nothing, you know. Should, you don't never, no one ever knows. Like, there are definitely undiagnosed people, people with ASD. I feel like most of this episode is going to be us like tap dancing around trying like not getting canceled for saying something really bad without knowing yeah. oh yeah i'm gonna cut out a lot of shit probably but yeah, if i get canceled just less shit for me to worry about <laughs> i can get off i can finally get off twitter i don't think we're popular enough to get canceled yeah we, well whenever we start taking off we'll have to make sure to delete this episode oh yeah for <laughs> just sure. get rid of it <laughs> or at least go through and edit it one more time leave all this in by the way <laughs> leaving in the entire discussion about how we shouldn't have done this. <laughs> we're pre-
preempting <laughs> or canceling that's going to happen un- inevitably. For sure. Surely, at some point. I mean, yeah, we said Tropic Thunder slaps. And, I mean, that's that movie objectively true. slaps, but someone's going to find offense to that. Like, And that would be valid, but it's still funny. It would be. But, I mean, come on, it's not fucking Birth of a Nation. Like, it's a fucking comedy movie with Ben Stiller. Like, chill out. It's like, at least they did it on purpose, you know? Like, I don't know why, but it's less bad to me when they put Robert Downey Jr. in blackface to make fun of blackface. Yeah, I think it was more... Characters and actors going too far with their role. Right, it was making fun of white people actors it was not making fun of black people with blackface so that's good i mean he was like he was like the root of the joke i mean that was right yeah the joke is yeah robert downing jr's actual kirk lazarus is actually a fucking weirdo yeah and ben stiller acted like i tom cruise tom cruise no ben stiller did not act like tom cruise ben stiller No, IRL Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise from oh. the movie. Not Les Grossman. Come on, dude. What? I was like, they were absolutely different people in the movie. Okay. Okay, I think that this is the time that we rate. Is Autism Speaks awful or good? Clint? Well, I did the research, so I uh, kind of front-loaded the awful. Yeah, it's pretty awful pretty bad there's uh definitely better groups i would definitely support better groups asan seems to be kind of i mean they seem pretty good asan and the other ones i named uh as fuck check them out uh yeah zero out of ten would not recommend autism speaks just seek out local programs for advocacy um basically anything else anyone that uh any seek out advocacy groups that have the people they're advocating for in them just as a general rule zero out of ten would not recommend right okay i'd rather watch the see a movie than support anything autism speaks related Alrighty, that wraps it up for this podcast next podcast we are going to be talking about coca-cola coke coke anybody cocaine Next week, we will be talking about Coke on Coke. (laughs) (laughs) We will be on Coke while we talk about it. You're going to feel like you're on Coke whenever you hear about some weird stuff that's going on. Assassins, anybody? Okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay, that's it. Thanks for listening, you guys. This is Awfully Good Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hail Satan.